1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is BELIEVE.
0: Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to another episode of 4th Down Focus. I am Dan Lundy, creator of the podcast and founder of 4th Down University, a company focused on the training and development of specialist coaches, kickers punters and long snappers today's show is brought to you by the believe podcast network and bet online the nfl season is in full swing you might not be at the game this year but you can certainly be in on the action at bet online from game spreads and point totals to team player and coaching props, bet online gives you more options to wager now than anywhere else online so Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Episode fourteen of the podcast welcomes Coach DJ Wingate. In twenty ten, Wingate began his coaching career as a student assistant for Marshall University. From two thousand and eleven to two thousand and thirteen. He earned a graduate assistant position at the University of South Florida, and from 2013 to 2015, he served as a secondary coach for Davidson College. In 2015, Wingate would receive his first professional coaching opportunity for the CFL's Toronto Argonauts, coaching linebackers for two seasons. He would use his experience in Toronto to accept an offer from the CFL's Edmonton Eskimos, where he is currently the assistant to the head coach and a defensive assistant. During his frequent coaching career moves, Wingate also managed to found a company called Coach Enterprise. It's a program that offers coaches and players alike support in analytics, field work, recruiting advisement, academic enrichment, and mentorship. Now that is very impressive stuff, DJ. How are you doing, man?
1: Coach, I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a blessing.
0: It was a, a mouthful. You know, I, I read everyone's brief bio uh, at, the, at the beginning of every show, but man, I could, I could write a novel about yours. I'll be honest to the audience. I had to consolidate a lot of that. So, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted you to uh, also talk about something in a second. Um, something the audience may not know about you is that you and I actually have had an opportunity to coach in high school together. And not only did we coach a high school football team together for a year. You and I both actually are an alum of that school, and that's Mainland High School in Daytona Beach.
1: Yes. Buck Pride never
0: dies, BPND.
1: Never dies, Coach.
0: Could you give the audience perhaps a little bit more of a background, maybe something I missed you want to share that may be relevant today, and then maybe like how you got to Edmonton and uh, obviously how and, and what brought about founding Coach Enterprise?
1: Coach, I mean, just those days back when we were at Mainland together, Coach, were so fundamental for me. Um, You know, I love, love, love working with high school athletes. I think it's so important to have the proper perspective when you're talking about training kids and developing student athletes. And, um, you know, those years that we spent there, I mean, basic fundamentals of special teams, offense, defense, you know, it was awesome. You know, leaving there, getting a chance to work um, in a professional game was, was tremendous. You know, it was an opportunity off of energy, seriously. You know, they were looking for a coach that was young energetic and very knowledgeable of the game and um, I I got a call it was a true blessing you know and um, we ended up being there for two years I coached the linebackers for my second year and the the, um, assistant secondary coach my first year so it was good experience coach just being able to you know get around guys who love ball so it's been a blessing and a ride. It's awesome
0: man you know I it was a, a blessing to, to get to work with you. I used to teach in a high school setting for years until I started with 4th Down University. And it was nice to, to be able to, to coach with some uh, fellow alum. It's a cool program. I know that there's a lot of programs around the country. And by no mistake, are the programs that bring their athletes back to give back to coach the, the next generation. Those are successful programs. Um, those are your Miami Centrals. Those are your St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida, Cardinal Gibbons. These schools are good for that reason. I think that's why Mainland is very special. It's one of the standard programs in Central Florida. And we're going to touch on relationships with players later. But um, before we do that, what appeals to me about Coach Enterprise, your company, is how much it embraces analytics and sports globally. Sports is embracing analytics now more than ever. I think with the emergence of technology in our society, coaches are finally beginning to embrace the numbers behind the game as it helps to prepare for not only the opponents, but it also helps to learn your mistakes, your tendencies, where are we not efficient? And then we can get into the football. But I think people skip over the numbers and, and, and the data sometimes just because, it, yes, it is a little intimidating initially, but like anything else, You got to jump in. You have to fail because the largest component to success is, in fact, failure. So I wanted you to explain the importance of analytics, particularly in football, because that is what you're you're an expert in. And what is what do these analytics mean to you and uh, the way you develop your athletes and and, and coaches that you work with?
1: Coach, I mean, no different than anything else. You know, analytics is understanding your numbers you know, and the way that I use it, I think that we must always start with ourselves. You know, I think everything radiates from the from within, you know, so the, the more that we are understanding our own numbers from a self scout standpoint, meaning understanding, hey, what are my tendencies if there are any, you know, from a football standpoint, how many times am I kicking on the left hash? How many times am I kicking on the right hash? How many times do those balls land in the middle of the field? You know, being able to understand and be able to use information from previous situations and apply them to have positive knowledge and what's getting ready to happen is everything. It's tremendous. It's the, it's, it's the way that you find the answer. So, you know, I use this with my athletes as far as, you know, growth, as far as um, you know, measuring where they've come from and where they're going. I also use it in, in scheme and scouting reports as far as, you know, formationally or personnel. You know, it's so many different things that we can use. Um, analytics for is just in the game of football. I believe that that's what really helps us to win games is understanding our opponent, but more importantly, understanding what we do first.
0: Absolutely, I I couldn't agree with you more. And I'll try to make this relevant because, as you know, a large large population of this show is kickers, punters, snappers, or coaches of those at all levels. Right. And and they're probably wondering how does this fit in with me, but it are they're already doing these things. You mentioned you know, success off a hash, for example. Generally speaking, you know, a kicker has his strength. You know, right-footed kickers generally are better off the left hash when you're comparing left to right. In the middle is probably the most favorable, you know, in a vacuum. But that's not always the case. Um, Just just generalizing. But the only way you would know that, and I think this is fairly recent, especially at the high school and college level, is if you have data. If someone is going to go the extra step whether it's uh, let's go back through the film and let's chart it manually, or, you know, these days it's it's done digitally, usually on site, uh, especially at the NFL level. But, but I noticed that the most successful athletes, at least in the positions that I'm an expert in are most definitely self analyzing at all times, every single day. They want to see if there's variables to these tendencies. They want to see this tendency is actually becoming a strength, and then when that happens, of course, as humans, you know, when you build something up, you're probably neglecting something else. And the last point I wanted to make on your embracing of the of the technology and the analytics is this time allocation. You know, I I hear this from every level, every head coach at every level says we just don't have enough time to attack and prepare for everything that we feel is important. But I think the prioritization of those components, those, those things that we find essential, I think it's easier to weigh them from most important to least important with data, right. with analytics. Yeah. Um, so it actually is, in fact, going to save you time in the long run if you can embrace the grind initially with... You know, incorporating the analytics into your preparation, either as a player or as a coach. Right. Uh, my next thing I really wanted to talk to you about, having researched Coach Enterprise a little bit, is it resonated with me when I read this. Um, you like to coach the why, okay? Yeah. Coaching the why. Most coaches can explain what happened, you know. But like I said to you in the past, because we talk often, is I hear too many high school coaches, especially, they're color commentators. They're literally just screaming out what just occurred, but why did it occur? Please, please tell the athlete what the result. We all know the result. We saw it. We all have two sets or we all have a set of eyes. There's multiple sets of eyes on the same play. Everyone out there wants to know why. And if you don't give the why, who is supposed to? So can you explain what coaching the why means to you and Coach Enterprise?
1: I mean, Coach, I believe in empowering our student athletes. I mean, we call them student athletes for a reason. They're sharp you know, and if we can just get our kids to understand why we're doing what we're doing, they can better help serve themselves on the field or in the gameplay, and also be able to bring very potent football information to you from a coach, you know, because they understand what's going on. I feel like it's, you know, teaching the why makes it easy to fix things on the fly, you know, by your athletes just being aware of situations in the game, you know, and um, just being able to hold them accountable as well for the information. The more that we can explain things to our athletes, not just tell them what to do, but explain why we're doing it, what's the reasoning behind it, and how it works from the inside out, now our players can play more confidently and more f- and faster. And I think that's very important.
0: So I had a question. With the empowerment of the athletes, because I, I agree, I use that phrase as well, because the whole purpose is we have to understand these kids are going to do 90% or more of the work that's needed to be great. They're going to do it on their own. Right. Okay. So I love what you say about empowerment. Can you give me an example about what an athlete, for example, would experience with you in a session that they could then take home and use as a tool for their betterment?
1: I think, you know, as we teach the game, you know, we teach from a conceptual standpoint. Let's not just teach you know, a specific technique. Let's talk about concept. And when we talk about concept, we empower it from a a life standpoint and also from a football standpoint. So we can talk about down and distance and understanding the situation on third down, you know, that's an important situation, very different in first down where we can take that same situation and apply it to life versus having, you know, situations that are a little bit more serious than others. And just applying life to football simultaneously all the time, you know, that gives those kids the empowerment and confidence to be able to play fast on and off the field.
0: So are you teaching them? Because I, th- I find it really important, you know, staying on the empowerment is the mm-hmm. angles in which they film themselves for a particular drill, per se. And we don't have to get into the details of the hips and and the coverages. And, you know, but my question is, do you, I find it's very, very important to, to capture the right visual. So the coach, you, me, whoever that's going to give them maybe a virtual session, because this day, this day and age, you might be giving a, a football lesson to a kid in California, but right. if, you, if you don't have the, the ideal angle for whatever the reason, weight distribution, however they're utilizing their arms, don't you find it's important just to simply show them how to showcase themselves to be coached?
1: Oh man, it's, 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 everything, you know, being able to use video and being able to get kids to be able to see the, the deficiencies in their game from a stance alignment standpoint. I mean, just to be able to see those small di- um, details in the game is everything, you know? So I think it's very important that, you know, kids be able to see that and use that information to make themselves better.
0: Absolutely. And you finished your last point with holding, The players even more accountable. I think it goes without saying that if we don't have accountable athletes, they're not going to be good teammates and that's not going to be a good component of a team. Um, I, you know, I think leadership and accountability are directly related. And I gave an example before on the president of the United States, whoever that may be, Uh, we'll just go with uh, Barack Obama as a good example. Um, he knew that he was being held to the highest of standards. You know, in our country, I would say that that is probably the expectation is the president should be held accountable. Uh, I, I think that presidents realize that because that they realize they're being held to the highest of standards, they know they're being held accountable. And I think that leadership, is essentially awareness and acceptance of accountability. So yeah. I really think that coaches must embrace that line of thinking. And I want to ask you about relationships. I'll be honest, you know I've I've definitely removed players from my program over the years and it's not because the the football side of things wasn't working or I wasn't delivering a good message or the or the quality of the training or my assistant coaches weren't providing. It wasn't that at all. I think it was it was, yes, there was, there was a disconnect in the player coach relationship. And my opinion in that is if the training is not the priority of the athlete, I don't think you're as effective. And, and, you know, and I I don't, I think it's selfish for certain coaches to just let kids be passive and be okay with their training and just be mediocre and not fulfill their goals. I think it honestly, it's a disservice to the athlete, but it also makes the coach more mediocre because the coach then has has less expectations of himself and what he can provide so you know i usually find it's in everyone's best interest if the athlete if football is not the priority or whatever sport we're talking about is not the priority the coach needs to take it upon himself to communicate then and there if this is not in fact your number one and i am a coach that takes it as serious as i do there's gonna be a disconnect you might want to cut ties early right so could you discuss the importance of having a relationship with your players? Cause I know that sounded negative, but it was nothing but true. You know, I've got, I'm very good friends with a number of my players, but I, I am not one to, uh, how do I say it? Retain a kid just for the sake of an extra check a month, you know?
1: <laughs> no, I i think playing in the secondary to me is, is, is a family thing. You know, we're on a string at all times and, No matter whether you're on offense, defense, or special teams, these things have all got to be cohesive. And being able to understand your players and have great relationships with them, I think it allows you to be able to understand their strengths and their weaknesses. And even though we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses, by understanding our players in our room, you know, we can put them in the best position to make a play. You know, that's what coaches really are about. Taking what you have, whether it's the strength or the weakness, hey, and putting the kid in a position that's best fitting for him to be able to make a play. Um, and that's, again, on the field and off the field. You know, we're always teaching life when we teach the game. But, um, you know, I think also as a player has confidence in knowing that a coach is going to put him in a position to make a play, they're able to play a little bit faster. So those relationships, coach, on and off the field, I think, it's everything. It, it it builds trust in the in the coach, and it also builds trust in the player.
0: Yeah, you're right. I I have seen, uh, and it's rare because usually a proficient coach, someone that can pull about success out of several different athletes, he usually has an easier time mm-hmm. re- relating. You know, because there's a level of respect. But I will say that I have been around some of the best coaching resumes I have been around. I think they forgot that people are humans.
1: That's what you're all, yeah.
0: You know, uh, there's a you know you know what I'm saying. There there, yes. are, co- there are coaches that think they're a Meyer, and and maybe they have a, a, a comparable resume in the high school level to Urban mm. Myers. They, mm. they went they win 85% of their games. They've won X, Y, and Z. But I really think it's important, especially at the grassroots level, your your pop Warner or or your early high school. Um, I think those kids really need to know that you care about them. Absolutely. But as a coach, I think there's a fine line in caring about them and being their friend, mm-hmm. um, you know?
1: Yeah, I, you know, coaches, I think we we if we just can stay, if we focus on just human beings, you know what I'm saying, and just being a good person, you know, from a player's perspective and a coach's perspective, just respect, mutual. If we can keep those relationships tight, I think that that's – that helps everything it's all communication coach you know everything is communication so i you you hit it on the head man it's just building those those relationships is everything
0: yeah i you know i want to bring you back on because to the audience you know dj i actually asked him about a week ago listen man when you come on you cannot go above everyone's head here because you are you're like a mad scientist and this is not a defensive predominant show but You know, um, we are going to bring you back on because you have a wealth of knowledge. And I love Coach Enterprise because it has so much to offer that is not necessarily secondary specific. These are these are these are components of football that obviously you personalize for the positions that you coach most often. But I just I really like how many things you offer the kids. And I like that one of the pillars of your program is academics. Right. Yes. Um, you have to and i know i've said it at length on this show so i'm not going to be repetitive but i will say you have to take care of your business in the classroom you have to
1: that's that's why they call you a student athlete you're a student first you know and and the, the easier it is from a recruiting standpoint no matter what position that you play if you are representing yourself properly academically it makes any coach in the country it makes it just so much easier for them to be attracted to you you know. And it, it shows that you understand what what this is all about. It's about football, but it's also about making sure you get your paperwork and your education. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. These next few months, kids are gonna find out the hard way that there's th- that you know there's a Division two school that you finally are realizing that that's where you want to be. And oh, guess what? There's two other guys that we think are identical to you on film that are killing you in the classroom. Yeah, that's right. And some of these kids still don't have a test score, which boggles my mind. Uh, But, you know, I just wanted to thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, I want to make sure, like I always do, I want you to give the audience ways that they can reach you because, like, it always occurs. Uh, I'll I'll get a guest in the show and they'll follow up and say, hey, I just connected with the coolest individual off the show. And there's nothing more rewarding to me because I don't do this show for money. I do this show because I think it's a great networking tool. It's a great way to expose my friends who are doing wonderful things in the football world. And again, I just, I thank you so much for being a part of that long line of people that have made this show become as successful as it is. So please, can you share like social media, website, anything you feel comfortable with?
1: Coach, I really appreciate it being here, Coach. You can find information on our programs at www.coachenterprise.com. That's Coach with a K, K K-O-A-C-H-E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-S-E. And it's also the same on Facebook um, at coach enterprise, same on Instagram at coach enterprise. That's coach with a K K O A C H enterprise E N T E R P R I S C. I appreciate it so much. It's been a blessing coach.
0: Of course. And I will be sure to um, on all my social media platforms, we'll send out a trailer for the show and we'll link you to it. And we'll do all that stuff for you as well, just in case they may have missed uh, writing down, they're driving in a car right now or something, but Again, I'm, I'm just thankful to be surrounded by so many wonderful people, some influences, influencers, I should say, in our football industry. Uh, I appreciate your objectivity. I like that you are a, a matter of fact person, that you want to know the why, that you're willing to go a little bit deeper to figure it out, especially when it comes to kids' futures. It seems like that's a you're putting that first. And if you don't, as a coach, I, I really think it's a hard road. Like I said, we, you get a lot of kickback from players when they don't think you care about them as much as you may claim you do. You know, your, your mission is to give every athlete a fair a chance to compete and, and to compete with themselves and to self-evaluate and to get showcased and to get their grades right. So like I said, you have so many components that all of them are necessary for success. And I think you're really doing a wonderful job with it. Uh, if you have questions related to 4th Down Focus, suggestions for future topics, maybe some guest suggestions, or if you have comments or feedback for the show, you can reach me, Dan Lundy, several ways. Our website is 4 4thDownU, that's 4 It has endless resources for specialists and specialist coaches. On social media, you can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter, at 4thDownU, that's at 4-T-H-D-O-W-N-U. And Facebook and LinkedIn, you can connect with me directly, and it's at Dan space Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y. Thank you again for joining us at 4th Down Focus. Next week, we've got a very interesting guest, the first Pro Bowl-selected long snapper in the history of the NFL. He's a 15-year NFL veteran. He was a broadcaster for the Chiefs, just retired. Now he's a public speaker. Uh, Just a phenomenal guy. And Kendall Gammon, I look forward to having him on the show next week. Remember, especially this time of year, everyone, in all things, please give thanks. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.